Welcome to the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Guggenheim. We're going to recap what was maybe bizarro world, not just in the Big Ten, but in college football. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify. Send me an email. Find us on Twitter at Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. Also on Instagram. Have loved some of the interactions on the email uh chase wrote in and uh gave me a a correction that michigan and michigan state play for the paul bunyan trophy while minnesota and wisconsin play for the axe which was just kind of felt like a stupid flub by me but i appreciated chase uh chase griffith uh, i appreciate your uh your catch there and also just clear clear clearing up a couple things about the michigan michigan state stuff um the the michigan players assaulted in the tunnel uh gimon green and, and Jaden mcburrows um appreciate yeah just really appreciate um you uh you reaching out and interacting the only thing i didn't appreciate is you saying you hope ohio state loses to michigan by 42 but after this past week they might because Ohio State looked awful this week, and we're going to talk about that and more. Um, we'll start. We'll actually start with Ohio State and Northwestern. Northwestern, they do this where they show that they could be at least somewhat competent at times, but there's really there's no excuse. There's none, and and they they played in elements, and I. I I really want to say this. The, the the elements were some of the worst I think I've ever seen. And so I, I want to be clear as I recap this game, none of this is about C.J. Stroud. Like Stroud did not throw particularly well. There were like seven or eight drops by the receivers and tight ends. So that was a problem. And then just the wind, I mean, it was legit awful. And it was very clear Northwestern was more prepared to deal with the elements than Ohio State was. That was very clear. I thought Ohio State, and obviously Ohio State won 21-7. I think the uh, they registered up to 60-mile-an-hour winds. In fact, there was one, one site that actually said there were gusts up to 80 miles an hour. And so the passing game was never going to work. It just wasn't, especially down the field. And so my two big, you know, I I think a couple of big takeaways. One, Northwestern, when Pat Fitzgerald is up against a wall, he still can coach. He still can coach. When he went to the Wildcat, that was a, a big chunk of their offense. A lot of quarterback run, a lot of their offense. They ran for over 200 yards. I know people look at 3.8 yards per carry and think, oh, my gosh, that's not that bad. It's – I honestly, as as an Ohio State fan, am concerned. 
Evan Hall is a dude. 30 carries, 122 yards, a touchdown, right? Porter is a really good change of pace back. I think they do have something in Brandon Sullivan. Um, you know, Northwestern is always going to have a talent disparity, but I thought I thought they managed the game well. And honestly, if it weren't for the wind, I think they'd probably get more than seven points on the board because they had to keep going for it at fourth down. And so maybe, maybe they don't because their field goal game is not exactly great, but I, I thought Northwestern, for what it is, for where they are, I thought it was a well-coached game. I thought they played a, a little bit of mind games with North, uh, with Ohio State with the, the, the beginning opening of the game. Uh, no music. No one was out there uh, during pregame warm-up. So it just – Ohio State just was not – was very lackadaisical uh, in this game, and, and, which gives me to, to Ohio State. I think there's a couple – I wouldn't say excuses, but a couple of things where I'm like, okay, that, that makes sense. Ohio State came into this game flat. It, it's hard to get up after a win over Penn State against a team that's one and seven now one and eight. I get that. It's hard to throw the ball in sixty to eighty mile mile hour winds. I think it was thirty thirty to forty throughout the entire game. Wind is awful. Like wind is far worse than rain or snow. So that that makes sense. Here's here's my two big takeaways. Ohio State's not physical. And Ryan Day should give up play calling. Because Ryan Day, he said in the, the, the post-game presser, we we couldn't throw in the first half, and so we, we had to think of something else. Brother, you, you, you threw the ball 16 times in the first half. That's not learning. I mean, that's, that's the, the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. And it wasn't just like screens, which actually this game would have been great for screens. It wasn't short passes. A majority of these throws were deep shots and uh, sideline throws 10 to 15 yards down the field and chunk plays over the middle for 15 to 20 yards. It's like, what are you doing? What, like, what the actual heck are you doing? It was it was insanity, and so and listen, they made the adjustments when they needed to. You know they they had C.J. Stroud pull on uh, the quarterback read or the the read option, which was great. They had a couple of uh, jet sweeps that worked, so that was great. Like they they made adjustments. They came way too late. Like, why is Emeka Abuka getting the ball late in the second quarter instead of mid-first? Why are you, you know, why are you pulling out C.J. Stroud at the end or middle of the second quarter? It, why are you still throwing the ball? And and my, my bigger problem is this. Why can't you get a push up front? Like, this is, Northwestern is a, Bottom 20 defense against the run. Bottom 30 defense in the country in against the run. Like teams like Miami of Ohio are running on Northwestern. Like this is the same problem that they had last year, and it's now three weeks in a row. Ohio State's not beating Michigan like this. 
I don't know if they're beating Maryland like this. I get it. The weather's a factor. But they have got to be more physical. This, this was a disastrous result. And I like I, I think they should get dinged for it in the college football playoff rankings. And I think it it's indicative. I, I don't see Ohio State winning the Big Ten. I don't see them getting to the playoff. Uh, well, I, I don't. I shouldn't say that because right now I don't know who wants to be in the playoff. Um, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Uh, I thought Michigan Rutgers, you know, for a half, Michigan looked like they were maybe sleepwalking a little bit. Uh, Rutgers led 17-14. I do want to say, and things got sideways for Rutgers in a hurry. Michigan exploded on Rutgers for for uh, 28 points in the third quarter to put this game out of reach. And a lot of it was the defense. But I do want to say, as as rough of a game as that Gavin Wimsat had for Rutgers, you know, three picks, you can see why Rutgers really has a chance to, to build some momentum uh, with him at quarterback. Threw some really nice balls down the field. You know, they had a... a a receiver who made up Sean Ryan, who made up and get a really a couple of really athletic plays uh, over talented players for Michigan, and that's something that Rutgers hasn't had in a long time was explosiveness. They've had some good running backs, but you know they they didn't have their. I don't think they had their best running back in. I don't think they had. Uh, oh gosh. I'm blanking on his name right now, but the the freshman back who's been really good for them, uh, they they didn't have him out there, so it was it was always going to be tough. But I thought, I, I thought they played well. I think we saw we saw the potential of Wimsat. Sam Brown is the is the running back I'm thinking of. They didn't have Samuel Brown, but I like. Where Rutgers is going, you know, I I had forgotten that they're four and five. Um, they're four and five. I know they're one and five in conference, but they're four and five. You know, and it's a second straight season where Rutgers is has at least four wins, which again for Rutgers is really good. Michigan, I you know they they're still running the ball really well. I am concerned about JJ McCarthy. I thought he would be much better. Thirteen twenty-seven for one hundred fifty-one yards and two touchdowns uh, against. A Rutgers defense that's that's decent. They're not great. Um, so, but Michigan did what they needed to do, which they turned Rutgers over, and they they made plays down the stretch. So, you know, it, they were good. Again, and this is my my criticism with Michigan is they don't have they have some explosiveness. They don't have a lot of explosiveness. So I. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to knock Michigan. They their defense really carried the day in the second half, turning over Gavin Wimsett. Um, but they're still they're my number one team in the Big Ten right now. Um, Penn State, I thought looked really good against Indiana. Um, Indiana again, I I feel like is maybe down with Northwestern as the bottom two teams in the conference, but. Penn State did what they were supposed to do. They went on the they went on the road, and it was windy there. It was it was windy there, not nearly as bad as Chicago, not nearly as bad as Chicago. 
Um, Indiana also didn't have Basilak. He was out for this game. So Jack Tuttle, Dexter Williams uh, were a couple of the quarterbacks that came in. Um, I thought Clifford played well. Um, Drew Alar was able to get some some time uh, in mop-up duty and, and was really, really good. Um, he came in, I believe, in the second half. Um if someone wants to let me know it was if that was injury induced or if that was just they were up 24 24 7 at the half and he came in I, I wasn't entirely sure um but yeah like Penn State was good still a little concerned about the running game only 3.7 yards per carry um but their defense was stout uh, and they should have been Jack Tuttle is not gonna win you many games but again props to Penn State they looked like the third best team in the Big Ten I give Illinois props one week. Like, and I've been giving Illinois more than that. But what what is up with these head-scratching losses? Illinois loses to Indiana and Michigan State. And it's this game was at home. What in the world? It, it, it highlights to me that Illinois is they're, they're a good, they're a well-coached team. But they don't have the talent, you know. They they have they have players certainly like Chase Brown, Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito had a good game. Looks like twenty five thirty seven, two hundred eighty eight yards, two touchdowns. But they they couldn't keep things going. They really couldn't keep drives a lot of drives going. Um, or I shouldn't say that. That's not true. They they had a lot of drives. A lot of it it looked like really just not being able to punch it in. Um, they had at the end of the game, two straight, uh, two straight drives that ended on turnover on downs. One, it looked like it was in the red zone. Um, so I, yeah, I think that's, it's situational, the the situational football stuff, which when you're maybe a little talent depleted, you can't get the job done. I, I don't. I don't understand Michigan State. I don't. It's like they're they've been awful, and they, but they beat Wisconsin, they beat Illinois, and I get Illinois is they're good, but they're not elite. Both of these teams, both of the, the this result is just weird for both teams. I don't understand it. I don't understand why Illinois didn't beat Indiana. I don't understand why they didn't beat Michigan State. And I don't know how Michigan State pulled this off. Um, again, bizarre world. Bizarre world. Um, by every metric in this game, Illinois should have won. That that's the, that's the crazy thing to me about this. Like, Michigan State didn't even have 300 yards of offense. Illinois almost had 450 um, and like they didn't, I think, I think Illinois had more turnovers or like they, they turned them all over more. I, it's just a weird, just a weird, weird game. The, the thing that killed Illinois was fourth down. They were one of six on fourth down. They went for it constantly. Again, probably I'd imagine some wind. Uh, played into this for field goals. Um, they were even on turnovers. But every metric, you would have thought 
Illinois would have won this game. So just a surprising result. Um, it's it's a it's a bummer because Illinois won this game. They were probably the driver. Like they probably would have clinched the uh, the West because Purdue lost as well. And I mean Purdue didn't just lose; they got just steamrolled. And don't look now. Iowa has a bit of a chance to sneak into the Big Ten championship game. Which I can't believe I'm saying. And in fact, I mean, so Iowa, the whole West is just a a mess right now. Um, I'm not sure, is anyone actually eliminated from the West? I think Northwestern is eliminated from the West. But if you look at the standings in the Big Ten West, Illinois is standing at the top at four and two, and then you have Wisconsin, Purdue, Iowa, and Minnesota all at three and three. Now Illinois holds the tiebreaker over all those teams, <laughs> except for Purdue, who they play, I believe this week. But so it's, Illinois is essentially two games ahead. Of everybody. Um, but if, if Purdue beats Illinois, oh my gosh, this is a mess. Oh my. Um, Illinois still the, is still still controls their own destiny for sure. But just it's not decided yet, guys. And uh, Illinois has a big, big couple of weeks coming up where they, they have to rebound if they want to if they want to get to the Big Ten championship game. They get Purdue, then they get they go to Michigan, and then they get Northwestern. So um, we'll see. I, I think they'll beat Purdue. I think Purdue is really – they're on the struggle bus right now. Um, Aiden O'Connell just has not looked sharp the past couple weeks. And if, if they can't throw, then it, it's over. Um, and so I, I – I would look Purdue's Purdue's facing a really good Illinois defense. So Iowa, but Iowa's starting to come on strong. You know, Johnson, their running back, had 200 yards. Uh, Spencer Petrus actually has looked fairly competent over the past couple weeks. And, you know, Purdue's not Purdue's not a terrible team. So both teams are now five and four, three and three in the Big Ten. Uh, Wisconsin really starting to look like they're making strides under new head coach Jim Leonard. They just, I mean, just demolished Maryland. Um, and I know it doesn't look it. It's twenty three to ten, but Tagovailoa had seventy seven yards. I, I think wind again might have been an issue there. Um, just wind was bad everywhere in the Big Ten. Just I think it was worse over over uh, in Chicago in the Windy City. But, I mean, Maryland couldn't stop the run. Uh, Wisconsin, 46 rushes, 278 yards, 89 of that coming on one carry by Isaac Garendo. But, I mean, Maryland couldn't run. They couldn't throw. It was a, a bad – it was a bad performance by Maryland. And Maryland's got a rough two-game stretch now where they have Penn State and Ohio State back-to-back. Um Although, you know, if Ohio State keeps playing the way they're playing, 
maybe Maryland actually springs an upset there. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a pessimistic Ohio State fan, but um, but Wisconsin really starting to look like Wisconsin again, um, which is really good news. And then Minnesota, they they came back. Uh, Kalia Kamanis, I'm I'm not sure I'm saying that name right, but he he came in in relief and did did his job. Uh, Mo Ibrahim, uh, 32 carries, 128 yards. Not great, but, I mean, did what he needed to do, and Minnesota got a win. And, again, Minnesota not in a bad position for the West right now. So, again, I'm, I don't know what things are going to look like down the stretch. The next three weeks are going to be very, very interesting because if, if Illinois beats Purdue, then it's probably over. Because even if they lose to Michigan, you know, they get Northwestern. And unless a Northwestern shocks the world, like I think Illinois is probably going to the Big Ten title game. But if they if Purdue wins, that that bodes really, really well for everybody else in the West. Because I don't think Michigan's beaten – or I don't think Illinois's beaten Michigan. So um, – a lot of intrigue in the Big Ten West. Now let's talk about the national picture real quick before I sign off. Um, this was, again, it's bizarre world. Um, Georgia beat Tennessee. I, I, I'm wrong every time I pick against Georgia. So I'm just, I'm done. I said I was done before picking against Georgia. I'm, I'm not picking against Georgia again. They're the best team in the country. And it's not close right now. They're not. It's not close. So Tennessee lost. Um, Notre Dame just beat the brakes off of Clemson. And I've been saying I do, I did not understand why the committee put Clemson above Michigan because their resumes were not dissimilar, and Clemson honestly has been scraping by. Several weeks in a row. And everybody was saying, well, and, you know, a lot of people said, well, Michigan hasn't played on anybody. I'm like, Clemson hasn't played anybody. Wake Forest is ranked 10th. Who, uh, come on. Really? NC State is, really? They stink. Yeah. And so Notre Notre Dame, who everybody's been saying is bad. Which I've been saying, listen, I know they lost. I know they lost to Stanford. I know they lost to to Marshall. First time head coach. He's figuring it out. Notre Dame is more talented than you think. And what happens? Their line their lines took over. They got turnovers. They got a block punt. And they beat the brakes off of Clemson, 35 to 14. I mean, it was it was it was beat down. Clemson's done, by the way. Which is great because if they got into the playoff, they would have gotten just shellacked. So they're done. I don't think they're getting in. They're, they're certainly not getting in over a, a one-loss Pac-12 champ. They're not getting in over a, a one-loss Big Ten champ. They're not getting in over a one-loss SEC champ. And, I mean, I'm not sure they get a, get in over a, a TCU if they – even if they lose. And I'm not sure they get in over one loss non-champs in the Big Ten or the SEC either because they're they 
their resume is awful. And you know who, you know, imagine it comes down to Clemson and Ohio State. Well, guess who beat Notre Dame? Ohio State. So at, that ain't happening. Clemson's done. They're done. Bama, done. They're done. I was wrong. I really thought, I really thought Alabama was going to be better. I thought, um, you know, I thought talent-wise they were really good. They would be really great. Um, and listen, going to LSU, I mean, they went to LSU. They've gone to Texas. They've gone to Tennessee. I mean, they, they've played three games, three one-possession games at very hard away stadiums. I, I'm giving them a lot of credit. I think it'd be very. I think it's very, very possible that if all those games were at home, they're undefeated. Also, I think they'd get blown out in the playoffs right now. Like Bryce Young, he he pulled one out of his, you know where, uh, at the end of that game to get them in position to tie that game up. But also, he was twenty five of fifty one. Like, he was not great in, against LSU. And, like, LSU's defensively is good. But, they're, you know, for everyone giving C.J. Stroud junk, nobody is giving Bryce Young junk. I mean, and he was not great in this game. And, again, Alabama, they ran the ball okay, but their receivers aren't aren't great. And LSU, I think LSU is good. I don't think they're... Like I think if they got in the playoff, they would they would get torched right now. Um, so I I think Jaden Daniels is really good. Uh, I think he's an emerging star. But I I just I think we're realizing that there's a lot of parity in college football right now. Bama's out, Clemson's out. I, at this point, I think Tennessee if they if they don't lose again, I think they might walk into the playoff. Because I know they lost to Georgia, but okay, they 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 beat Alabama, they beat Georgia, or they they lost to Georgia, who's probably going to be the number one seed. Um, but so I think Tennessee walks in. I, I mean they they play Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Maybe South Carolina can give them a game, maybe. Um. But I think Tennessee is probably a lock to get in at this point. And I would argue that I, I think it's possible we get to SEC to Big Ten. You know, TCU is kind of the maybe the the TCU and Oregon are probably the two teams that that might be the most obvious teams that stand in their way. But I'm not sure Oregon gets in after what happened against Georgia. Uh, they might. Uh, they might. They might give them a rematch. But anyway, those are my thoughts. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, again, send me an email, retweet. Uh, this has been the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast, the recap. Take care. God bless. 